0: On today's episode we are joined by Rob Stewart who is a eczema coach, a psoriasis healer, a certified yoga therapist, a skin health expert. This guy knows all there is to know about bringing your body and your skin back into health and to balance. And one moment of looking at this guy's website and seeing some of the testimonials of people who have gone to him with like really life damaging psoriasis problems like psoriasis all over your body waking up in the in the morning with like s- skin and blood on your pillow from just having terrible psoriasis and eczema uh, if you go look at the testimonials at holistichealthactivation.com you will see some of the incredible changes that people have gone through with his suggestions. He also has an incredible YouTube channel where he shares a ton of really incredible information on how to heal your skin. Uh, You can just search for his name. His name is Rob Stewart, and you can find him on YouTube, and you can go to his website. In this episode, we cover a lot of really amazing topics, Um, unconventional hacks for healthy skin, why the Western diet and the Western lifestyle, and the Western medicine is terrible for your skin. We talk about stress, mental, and spiritual connections to your skin health. We talk about gene being the bullet and diet and lifestyle being the trigger for your overall health and especially your skin health. If you look at some of these photos, this is really the sort of visual visual heavy today to a certain extent. You can go always, always from here on out, you can always go watch these interviews on YouTube. Just type in Optimal Performance Podcast and you can find it there. This episode is packed. Rob is Eating now. He was a vegan for a while and now is eating mostly carnivore, you know, animal based, which more and more people who are buff and strong with bright skin and sharp minds are, are sort of gravitating toward uh, that way of eating, my, myself included. And uh, this is just a really great episode. If you have any sort of skin problems that have been plaguing you for a while, you're going to get a ton of information out of this. Uh, Rob eats. Raw chicken yolks every day. He eats a lot of raw cheese, raw milk, you know, mostly animal-based, and uh, he's got a lot of great ideas on how you can heal your skin from the inside out. And uh, his lifestyle and the way that he thinks about the world, about being a generalist, you know, being good at a lot of different things, is uh, is an approach that I really dig. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right into this episode. As always, please pause this right now, or just let it keep playing. Press subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. I will. Promise you, I will bring you the best possible content every single week. I will not let you down. And I have not let you down for years. So please go subscribe to this podcast. There are so many incredible podcasts out there. It's getting really competitive. There's just a lot of great content. And if you get a lot of value out of this podcast, if you like listening to these guests that I bring that are cultivated around performance, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, lifestyle, just please uh subscribe share these episodes now uh, you can you can find all of the episodes at seanmccormick.com. that's s e a n mccormick m i c k.com uh you can also see what i do for coaching you can follow me on instagram at real sean mccormick And I'd love to hear from you. You know, for those of you that were part of the pilot program for the virtual biohacking assistant, we have taken your insights and your opinions, and we are so grateful for them. And we're making a lot of big changes and we are working really hard to build something really spectacular for you. So uh, stand by on that front. We're going to dive right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to share with you this incredible interview about how to improve your skin, how to beat eczema, psoriasis rosacea for life with Rob Stewart. And we're here with Rob Stewart. He's a skin health expert, eczema coach, YouTuber, jack of all trades, and also a generalist. Uh, Rob, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Sean, thanks so much for having me, man. And I'm, I'm stoked that you uh, put the generalist part in there because I think that might be uh, something cool to talk about as we uh, journey into uh, this conversation today.
0: Excellent. Uh, I like to start with the first question for everybody, which is especially relevant for people in nutrition, natural health, and wellness, uh, which is, what time is it where you are in the world, and what have you put into your body?
1: Nice. It's 1245. Um, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, right in the middle of the heartland. And what I've put into my body so far today has been two ounces of raw pastured cream, with a little matcha green tea. And I've had two raw egg yolks and five ounces of chicken. So that's where I'm at so far today. And I just got done eating. So I had my first real meal probably about 12 o'clock, about noon, which hey, is pretty, pretty typical for me. Any, uh,
0: any supplements?
1: You know, I don't really do a lot of supplementation. Um, I have found that for me, and I think too for a lot of the skin health community that I deal with, even really high quality supplements can can just be more challenging for us to get the information from that we need. There's always exceptions to the rule. I like um, a lot of the Heartland stuff, um, the liver and, uh, heart and kidney and things like that. And, um, I'm always kind of, um, open to trying things and being the Guinea pig for my community. But as of right now, um, I look at egg yolks as my supplement,
0: (laughs) you know, I'll be honest since I, um, since I started watching your content on, on Instagram and let me just, you know, for people who are not watching on YouTube, uh, who are just listening, um, I invite you to go check out the optimal performance podcast on YouTube and also check out just up front, Rob, give them the name of your, your YouTube channel.
1: It's just my name, Rob Stewart, R-O-B-S-T-U-A-R-T, spelled the Scottish way, not English way. Um, and if you just pop on YouTube, that's uh, pretty, pretty pretty
0: easy to find. I I was compelled to start guzzling down egg yolks, raw egg yolks. After I mean, I've heard it from the bodybuilding community, you know, way back. You know, my crazy crazy cousin would just be slamming 12 raw egg yolks a day and, and, uh, <laughs> but, but watching you do it, I have chickens here, here at my house. And so, um, I especially do it in front of my kids, you know, this, this, the chicken laid an egg, you know, 15 minutes ago and I go out and I, uh, suck it down, let them eat the, uh, the whites, uh, just drop the egg so that they can get in and eat it. Um, and, uh, I'm, I, your content is so awesome. And uh, your transformation is so awesome. You know, there is there is there is one picture that is so striking. You know, um, you, there's a picture of you uh, where your beard is not as full, and you have you have really like full coverage eczema on your face. Oh, or was it or was it psoriasis? I had I had multiple
1: diagnoses on my face. I, it was mostly sebderm uh, and eczema, and the psoriasis was mostly on my scalp.
0: Yeah. I, the, the before and after photo of not only your physique, but the, the quality of your skin. I mean, you're just, you, you fricking glow dude. And, and, <laughs> nice. and watching you, uh, you know, with your six pack and your books and your face creams and your Braunschweiger is like, I got to talk to this guy. Cause I think he's got, <laughs> he's onto a lot of cool things that I'm into. So I guess let's start with sort of your origin story, your N of one biohacker, Uh, how did you, how did you get to be, uh, an expert, uh, in, in skin health?
1: Um, because first I was a failure with skin health and I'm a, I'm kind of a stubborn person. I'm tenacious. I think those are probably (laughs) some of my better attributes as a human is I just will, I, I don't give up, you know, and I'm, I'm not afraid to take a truthful moral inventory. So I, I grew up in San Diego. I was an athlete, um, it came from a really athletic family. I played uh, Division One baseball at the University of Utah, and after that, um, you know, I I was in a place where my age caught up to me a bit. Where I was, I could eat whatever I want my whole life and not really get out of shape. I would be slightly in shape all the time, no matter what, but I ate like crap and I partied in a crazy way too often, and. By my mid-20s, um, my eczema was coming to a place where it was systemic, like really systemic, kind of like the picture you saw. Which, by the way, that picture was taken when I was 27 or 28 years old. I looked 50 in that picture. Mm. It was crazy. I had you a know, big missing patch of beard, just bad. Um, and so little by little throughout the years, my eczema and dermatitis and psoriasis went from Basically, a little bit on my sternum and some of my face here and there, and then my scalp, mostly as a kid, to being most places in my body, you know, the crooks of all my joints behind my knees, elbows. And as a 20 something year old, man, it it was pretty devastating feeling like a leper, really. Um, Self esteem, depression. It was horrible, you know, and and of course, I I was trying to go the Western medical route, Hmm. going to see my dermatologist, going to see my doctors, and really quickly understood that this is not helping and this is not the solution. And they're just pumping drugs at me. And also, the narrative for Western medicine is that there is no cure, no such thing as a cure for most autoimmune diseases and definitely not eczema, that you're told blatantly right to your face, diet has nothing to do with it, you can't heal it, and your only form of really freedom is gonna be to constantly use different drugs and different combinations to you know, address the symptoms and, and try to keep the symptoms as managed as possible. And managing symptoms to me sounded like a crock of crap. Mm. Like I just, it was kind of like, okay, challenge accepted, audios um, and kind of went the far opposite way. I started getting into meditation and Ayurveda and yoga and yoga therapy and lyrical dance and all sorts of just counterculture <laughs> healing modalities. And through a long process of trying different things, I kind of figured out um, a path. And the year that I healed my skin, I got really, I really found that if I customize my diet and I learn what trigger foods are making this happen, and I do some gentle, easy cleansing and detoxification practices, and I really get my emotional body, my spiritual life, my stress, my day-to-day habits in order, I felt in my heart that I could overcome this thing. And a year later, I was eczema free, dermatitis free, psoriasis free, in pretty good shape for myself. I was a little lean and thin because I had really taken, I was at that, pla- at that time plant based and so my body, I'm Scandinavian, my body, needs, <laughs> my body needs animal fats and proteins but at that time, that's what I knew and that's what I was learning and that's what was working so um, it brought me to a place where um, at least my skin was healthy and I think then fast forward four years after that, then I kind of had to rescue myself from veganism and plant-based, the plant-based diet. But that's kind of a whole whole nother story as well. So it was, I was really sick and then figured things out on my own and then started sharing my path. Um, and, and, and it just snowballed, you know, the more I shared, the more people reached out and asked for help and more right. people, the more i helped people the more data i got that kind of mm. fell in alignment with what i was already doing with myself and lo and behold 9 years later um i you know have a pretty good community that i've built on on social media with with people trying to heal their skin and coach full time and make content full time so it's it's just been kind of a very natural organic progression
0: <laughs> awesome yeah before we turn the microphones on we were sort of sharing um just hobbies and, and things that we liked. And and what you said to me was like, you know, I did not expect, (laughs) I did not expect to be a content creator YouTuber. Um, but obviously when you are sharing information that really resonates with people and they're asking for help and they're getting results and they're, they're activating and, and changing their lives, you know, there's, there's obviously that motivation to just keep it cooking and, and, and help people, you know, which brings me to this question is like, how, how pervasive, are skin issues for people based on, I mean, you don't have to quote data, of course, but, but, um, you know, I myself have had skin issues. I think how, how common is, uh, eczema, psoriasis, you know, like, is it, is it a big deal for a lot of people?
1: One in four people in the United States and worldwide have some form of eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, or rosacea. Now the percentage of those people who it becomes like systemic and, you know, basically shuts your life down, probably only about 20 percent of those people get to the place that I was at. Um, So it's kind of like the old adage where the gene is the bullet and the lifestyle and your food is the trigger. Um, And so there's a lot of people that can like my mom, for example, she will get a little bit of stuff right here on her nose. The doctor called it rosacea the doctors don't normally get that diagnosis to correct, but, and she can easily just get back into the healthy eating and it goes away like mm. that. Um, there's quite a lot of people like that. Um, but for those people who suffered the way I did, it's, it's pretty all consuming. I mean, it, it keeps you from being able to move your body. Sometimes you have to fight constant infections. Um, everything's uncomfortable. It's like a constant all day drive you crazy itch to the, to the point where many people will just itch their arms or their scalp or their triggered areas till they bleed. Mm. So it's a it's a pretty gnarly disease, and it's it's pretty common as well.
0: Hmm. Can, let's let's break apart some terms here because um, you know I think it will help sort of bring some context for for what people may be experiencing. What are the differences between eczema, psoriasis, and rosacea?
1: Good question. So. I don't differentiate them a whole lot. Generally, the symptoms look slightly different, where eczema is kind of the more all-encompassing. Um, a lot of times people will have psoriasis. They'll be diagnosed as eczema. So eczema um, basically can come in forms of red, patchy inflammation of the skin, itchiness, flakiness, and what we call scaling, which is are like little circular weird pieces of skin that just kind of like and then you scratch them off and then they're like a red open wound and then they go away and then they come back psoriasis generally is a little bit more plaque oriented where big areas will almost be like a, a grayish scab that's just there all the time and it goes through different times different cycles where it flares worse and flares less rosacea is commonly on the face and it just looks like a really red, sometimes a little bit white-headed, pimply type of constant over overly redness, um, and and all three of them have similar attributes as far as sensitive to um, uh, being infected really easily, um, can flare up from all sorts of different things, itch, um, bleed, ooze. Um, it's it's pretty. It can be pretty pretty nasty. You know, it's a very common thing for people with skin disease to wake up in the morning and go through a routine of like changing their pillowcase and their sheets because there's scabs and dead skin and blood. And, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly sometimes,
0: Hmm, man, man. I'm just feeling, feeling for those folks that are, that are dealing with that. And, you know, the obvious sort of missteps are antibiotics, right? I mean, Antibiotics, antibiotics kill the gut flora, kill the gut flora, and (laughs) undo any progress that you might have been having. I mean, like how how frequently does someone say, "Hey, Rob, I've got this thing," and I, you know, (laughs) I'm just I I don't mean to make light of this, but I can just picture what some of your text messages look like from people just sending you pictures of their skin and being like, "What is this? How do I get rid of it?" Um, I just got done with antibiotics, and it got way worse. Like right? I mean, yeah, how common that, is that?
1: that that's, it's very common. Luckily, I, I, I try to pride myself at being a, a very like clear communicator. And generally, when people start to you know, go through the process of reaching out to get coaching, uh, I tell them, don't send me pictures. I don't need to see anything. I'm not going to give you a diagnosis. Like, I'll, I'll do an intake with you where I'll learn about your biomarkers and your history. And that will tell me everything that I need to know. Um, but I, I, a lot of times don't even want to see, yeah. um, what it looks like. Cause I also don't want to have any type of like, Ooh, that's really bad. Or, Oh, that's not that that's, nah, that's an easy one because it, it's just for the person going through it. It's, it's traumatic and it's hell, whether it's little or big compared to other people. Um, but yeah, I do have, um, my favorite thing is, is when I finally, get those testimonials from people that I've worked with and they show me the before and after Mm. and the before pictures, man, my, my website, I have a a whole testimony page and it's like, there's so many of them on there and all of them are like jaw dropping. There, there's some of them on there that are so absolutely like myself, um, just so night and day different. And, And generally what you see is people end up looking Way more fit and a lot younger because the the skin really ages you and it's really a true reflection of somebody's you know inner health um, in in a certain way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the photos right now and it's just I mean some of these images are staggering. You know, I just feel so terrible for some of these folks that uh, that have to deal with this day in and day out and 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 don't have answers and their doctors are failing them. You know, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I just just for two seconds, I just looked at the testimonials and it's incredible. It's so inspiring.
1: Yeah, they're 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 amazing. I think, too, um, kind of what was coming up as you were saying that is there's such a profound it, it's a physical element for sure. You know, you're dealing with the surface of your skin. But the biggest part of healing, the biggest challenge and the biggest aspect that creates the most suffering is the psychological component of it. That is the hardest thing to learn to manage and to deal with and the expectations of healing. And a lot of people are, are we're normal people. We want to, things to happen in 30 days or in, in mm. two months. And the reality is, is like if you have this disease or this autoimmune issue, you're going to have to become a whole new person to mm. heal it. Period. Mm. Every aspect of you has to become something that you're not right now. And oh. it's different for everybody. But for me, that meant becoming disciplined Um, becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable um, understanding that I have to have a marathon approach and an investor mentality in life and not the quick fix. The quick fix is the the fastest path to make your healing timeline way harder and way longer. So I really spend a lot of time with my clients, you know, working on the mental space um, as much as, you know, what we're eating and the cleanses and the physical activity that we have to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) in order to be who you want to be, it's going to look a lot different than where you're at right now. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, habits, lifestyle, like how you talk to yourself, all of that stuff is so critical. Uh, and, and it's, and it's hard because you get stuck in these grooves and it's, um, it's, it's challenging to get out of that groove and find a new one that, that, that actually serves you. And, um, and at the same time, I, I imagine that when someone see goes through these, these processes and actually sees change, like, Oh, this is getting better. This doesn't itch. This is going away. Uh, I have more confidence that confidence begets more confidence, smarter choices, you know, some more organ meats and some, some more stretching <laughs> and more yeah. hugs. Right.
1: 100%. I, I tell this to people all the time and some people look at me like, dude, you're, you're a sociopath or something um, or masochistic. And I'm like, no, like the best thing that happened to me in my entire life was hitting a place where my body was full of skin disease. Because if I didn't go through that, I, I ho- I, maybe I would have found a different path that would have been healthy or addressed myself in a, in a different way. But that, that suffering taught me everything in life that I know now and is literally responsible for all of the goodness that is is in my life all the abundance the knowledge the wisdom the experience the social circles uh even you know that the condo that I own and the, the people that are around me it all came from that suffering mm-hmm. and what I learned if you can heal skin disease you can manage giant companies you can make a lot of money in life you can have a f- extremely fit body because it's the same habits and it's the same skill set that allows you to heal your skin allows you to do everything else in life and it's all old, old 1940s what my grandma and grandpa used to harp on me it's the basics it's it's you know it's putting in a 15 hour workday. it's consistency it's truthfulness it's honesty it's it's outworking your competitors it's being being super honest with your moral inventory mm. um and those things are so cliche and generic, but there where the magic is. And I didn't have those. I didn't have those abilities, you know, pre skin disease. I was, I, I was a good person. I tried hard at things, but even with my baseball career and in college, academics, I didn't work hard for anything. And I, and consistency and diligence in life was a, I mean, it was a joke. It was all about pleasure seeking and avoidance and and kind of the the hidden traps that can really mess everyone
0: up. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's true. Our, our the general two generations ago, for sure, you know, my grand grandparents too, they just, they were just built a little different and that mentality around show up, do the right thing, look people in the eye, you know, do what you say you're going to do, be consistent, don't peter out like that stuff. Uh, that's really important these days, man. Um, I want to go back to something that you that you said that I thought was kind of interesting was you know when it comes to a lot of the skin issues is that uh, genetics are the bullet and lifestyle is the trigger and and that and that is interesting to me because i I'm curious about sort of the origins right and we know that the skin is an outward expression of what's going on inside our body like the skin doesn't lie right <laughs> like,
1: yeah and
0: correct. and So I, but I'm really curious about where the origins of these issues that, that, you know, 25% of us are dealing with, and I'm, I'm, I'm included there. Something that I'm working through now is where does, where does it really come from? Like explain the genetic component that, you know, the lifestyle component that, you know, you know, how is it tied to, uh, you know, our, our, our autoimmune system, you know, please.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I think that, eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, rosacea, skin disease is a, is a modern disease. Um, but I would also put cancer and diabetes as modern diseases. If you really study um, traditional cultures and tribal cultures, they died from falling off cliffs and broken bones and weird infections from an alligator attack um, in old age and very rarely had diseases that, that, that killed them. Maybe a virus that maybe came from an animal or something strange, but it wasn't like heart disease and cancer and diabetes and skin disease. Um, so I, I think that the origins come from really the environments that we live in and, and the food, food supply, um, the environmental stressors, we're so out of touch with what's natural. Um, and I think that anyone who's our parents' age, <clears throat> and even our grand, grandparents' age, there's no hiding from environmental stressors and environmental toxins. Even if you eat really clean on paper, in this day and age, eating clean on paper, I know plenty of people who are are paleo or they're plant-based or they're carnivores or they're ketos, and they come to me and say, hey, I I just want to run my diet by you a little bit. What do you think of this? And I have to actually go like, okay, well, what specific autoimmune issue are you dealing with? And based on that, certain food groups that are healthy are an absolute no, you can't have those. And it's not that any food group, whole food, real food is bad. It's that we don't have any real food. I I think that's what brought me to basically being a carnivore is that the only real food that's available in in, into the market is pastured animal products. Like your fruit is not the same fruit. It's not, none of it's heirloom. It's all GMO, vegetables are even worse because of their anti-nutrients and their plant toxins. So you have to be so careful. So our food supply is really messed up. It's very unnatural. It's, it's filled with chemicals and hormones and all sorts of crap. Our water supplies aren't good. Um, our whole attitude towards life and work as a society is, is messed up. You know, we, most people work nine to five jobs for someone else that they don't like to buy stuff that they don't need so that they can go home and watch other people's lives on Mm. a a glowing screen, and and that's considered normal. To me, that's not normal. That's not what humans are are here for. Like, gone are the days of uh, babies sleeping with their moms um, the way that all families did in tribal and traditional societies. That's shunned upon. And, And I guess you could take it back to British colonialism, really, and them pushing certain strange unnatural things on everyone who they start occupying. Hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's a, it's a multitude of different things. It's holistic. And I don't think you can blame our human genes for as much as you can all the other crap. Um, but I think also there's good news. There's, there's nature still out there and you can find, you can source good food if you try and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And, and, kind of to piggyback off our last point, the generic stuff that your grandparents teach you, like work hard and show up and be a man of your word, and it's like those things are magical because when you do them enough, you understand that there's so much freedom in life. You don't have the baggage. You don't have the emotional poison. You're you're being impeccable with your word. You're not making assumptions. You don't have unreal expectations. You're living more in the moment. You're into the work. You're into the playing of the guitar you're into the helping the person or planting your crops or homesteading or being with people rather than kind of like being a cog in this machine
0: Mm, absolutely yeah when you adjust your lifestyle to optimize for honesty and hard work consistency self-expression, then the magic happens. <laughs> then then you start sleep better sleeping better and, and and then you make better relationships and oh my gosh, your physique improves and your skin clears and all this stuff, right?
1: Totally. And then that 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 TV show that you enjoy is actually enjoyable. You're not preoccupied. You know, it's like every once in a while, and I actually did this last weekend on Sunday, I played golf with my pop on Saturday and I, set my Saturday was like an activity day where I probably had, no joke, 18 hours of pretty good movement. Like, I didn't <laughs> sleep much. I was up at four. I was at the gym at 4.30. Um, I went on several walks, and then I played 18 holes, and it was slow golf, so it was like five hours on the course. Then I came home, um, and I was just a little bit bored, so I did another workout, rode my bike, walked my friend's dog, and then it was like 9 o'clock at night, and the next day I was like, I'm just gonna chill today. Like I'm I'm just gonna watch TV and like I'm not gonna do content. I'm not gonna answer emails. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna like chill and I'm just gonna enjoy. It was so unenjoyable. Like (laughs) two hours into watching TV, I felt anxious. I felt stressed. And it wasn't because I'm type A and I need to be doing something. It's the fact that I don't think our bodies are really just built for that. Mm. Sitting on a couch in a weird position, watching this glowing screen. And like being bombarded with advertisements, it, it wasn't as rewarding as sitting in a golf cart with my pop talking about philosophy and, and how Nebraska Cornhuskers are going to be in football this year and and homesteading. And it, it's like being out in the world and doing stuff for me is just so rich. Um, mm. It's just more fun. It, it, it's like a it was like such a realization in life that, oh, like smoking pot and video games and like kind of checking out like it's only cool for about 15 minutes and then it it becomes really monotonous and kind of horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and and all of those external stimuli are specifically crafted to keep you on them, you know, from a potato chip to a video game to uh to the colors and the sounds on the screens. It's all it's all designed specifically to fire your dopamine receptors so that you want a little more and a little more and a little more and fucking six hours go by and your back hurts because you've been sitting in a weird posture watching stupid stuff you know (laughs) and
1: and you're like confused because you're like you know i i went to work and did what i have to do and then i watched tv and chilled like normal people all week and I, I really enjoyed that show, but why? Why can't I sleep? Why am I yeah. anxious? Why am I comparing myself to everyone constantly? Why? Why am I craving Big Macs all day? Why? You know, like what's? It, it's it's exactly what you said. The, the manufacturers of marketing and you know um, algorithms and uh, very very intelligent people when it comes to human psychology and behavioral science. I mean, they're genius. Yeah. Evil genius.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that that um that I an idea are you familiar with the term biohacking? Is that kind of like in Yeah, your, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so the way that I like to define that is um uh taking a look and optimizing what goes in you, on you and around you. And one of the points that you made earlier was, you know, even if you're even if you're eating really clean, uh, you're still exposed to external forces, uh, um, things that are going on to your skin. You could eat really clean and just be crushing your hormones with plastic. You know, you could, you could eat really clean and not be exposed to plastic, but you're just like cooking yourself with EMFs all day long because you have dirty electricity and your friggin' adrenals are, are fried. And, and so I, I would love to hear, um, uh, your idea of of whether or not that resonates with you, and how uh, the skin, especially with the in you, on you, around you idea, how that's impacted.
1: Yeah, no, I resonate with that one hundred percent. And you know, the those of us who have the skin disease, it's it's at, that's at another level. So, for example, you could be loving your job, surrounded by wonderful people, have a great social connection loving relationships supportive be making art in some creative fashion you know kind of satisfying that um working out enough like having all everything in order right everything is is good and then you jump in your shower and you grab axe body wash and you wash your whole body with it and guess what now you're fucked now (laughs) you've just now you've just poisoned yourself in your biggest filtration organ and it's like it sounds kind of scary for a lot of people like you have to go that far or Mm. yeah like If you were to look at my, you know, household cleaners and in my shower, all of it is stuff that I would, not all my household cleaners, but everything else that I put on my body, I I might not want to eat it, but I could. Um, (laughs) And it's definitely um, natural and for sensitive skin and hypoallergenic and chemical and dye and perfume free. And the, the place that people really are challenged sometimes is even... You know, oh well, I'm doing all that. Okay. Um, how about your, you know, the your stuff you wash your clothes with, your detergent. Oh, I just use Tide Ultra Bleach. It's like, okay, let's just take a little look at that. So your clothes are made of these materials that are like sponges. And you're washing your, your clothes in harsh, dangerous chemicals. Then you're wearing those clothes and laying on your bed in the sheets and laying on all of these things when you're not wearing these clothes or even when you're wearing these clothes and nonstop, you now have Tide Ultra Bleach and all the chemicals leaching into your skin at all times, 24 hours a day. When you break it down that way to people, it's like, okay, that, that kind of, that's kind of obvious, Um, but it's not obvious to everybody. Um, and and so for a biohacking 101, definitely environmental control, but also like self-care control, Um, Yeah in all, in all aspects. I, I tend to try to stay away from, you know, I think the gnarliest thing that's around my house is simple green. Hmm. That's the, (laughs) that's what I use to clean. And even that, (laughs) I'm kind of like, this is a little gnarly, but Hey, it stays in the pantry deep at the bottom and only for tough stains. Right. Um, (laughs) Everything else is like, it's not going to harm me. Um, laundry detergent, my deodorant toothpaste, um, I don't have use hair care products. I'm you know bald on top, so there's not much there to work with. But um, you know, I, I all I use on my beard is like tallow or, or coconut oil or jojoba oil or all natural stuff. Hmm. My deodorant's aluminum free; it's natural stuff. I, I use Dr. Bronner's to wash my body. Um, basic, really easy stuff, and I, I try to keep it as minimal as possible.
0: What sent Dr. Bronner's kind of guy? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. You're a purist. You're a purist, so you're not doing lavender. You're not doing like grapefruit. You're you're the uh, you're the blue bottle.
1: You you nailed it. Um, <laughs> I've been the blue bottle guy, which is either almond or unscented. One's blue and one's green. The unscented baby is the light blue one. The that light, one yeah has a permanent spot in my bathroom. Lately though, um, I was at Target and I saw that they had a new flavor that was rose.
0: Ah. Um,
1: and um, I've always loved you know, like the rose water spray, Sure. like, man, that when I was going through heavy flare ups would really cool me down. And, um, I had a partner one time, actually, when I lived in Shasta who was like the beautiful witch, like she had all these potions and she used to make, put rose petals, like you see in movies in my bath. And I was kind of like, you know, super romantic, babe, but like covered in eczema right now, like this isn't really going to work, but it like, what it did to the bath was huh. amazing. So I have that anytime I can get Rose, um, nice. I do. So lately the last two weeks it's been actually the new Rose
0: line, ah. which is nice. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's nice to mix it up a little bit. Nice to mix it up. Yeah. The the products thing is like a whole there's a whole episode in 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 the product choices that people people make. And you know, I think a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed thinking. Oh my God, I got to totally overhaul my diet. I've got to totally overhaul all this stuff. And also, you know, take a look at what my bed is made out of because holy shit, it's been off-gassing for three months and I can still kind of smell it. My pillow is, you know, know, memory foam and I love it. It's really comfortable, but I'm just burying my face in toxins all night. (laughs) Like, I think it's overwhelming to people, but you don't have to do it all in one day, right? I mean, like, uh, maybe this is a good kind of, kind of opportunity to talk a little bit about your process you know when when someone says hey man like uh, I I'm out of solutions you know the guidance that I've been getting to take care of my skin is failing nothing's working I'm stressed out like Rob please help <clears throat> please help <clears throat> how how does how does your process work and maybe weave in sort of like uh, taking a look at uh, what people what products people are using
1: that's a good question so I really try to have the motto of FTF, first things first. Um, and, and you know, I'm a behavioral science, yoga therapist background, so I try to make things very practical in behavior modification. And it's pretty well known that um, not everyone does even okay with doing all things at once. Mm-hmm. Most humans don't. Mm-hmm. We we do a little bit better with like, let's have a hyper focus on one thing. And then start dabbling in other things. And then once that hyper focus is a pretty habitual, then let's let's master other stuff one one by one. Um, and what generally what happens there is as you're mastering the first one, that same skill set allows you to kind of start to take control of the other stuff pretty quickly, which is cool. But it, there is kind of a system. It's you first gotta look at your diet. Diet's number one. The two most basic things and the most powerful things are. Your diet and how much you're moving your body and exercising; those are going to affect the most systems hmm. the most. Then from there, um, teaching people how to gently cleanse is really easy because it's just a matter of doing stuff. You know, okay, I have to do a salt flusher. I'm going to do a coffee enema. I'm going to do the liver gallbladder flush. It's a little little ritual. I do it. I'm done. I don't have to do it for a couple days or a couple weeks or a couple months. Um, so starting with diet and exercise and movement, and, and really getting those nailed in. Some people, we have to just start with diet. And even within the diet, sometimes we just have to say, okay, we're just going to take away those two foods first, and then once we have that down, um, you know, sometimes you have to have baby steps. Okay, all we're doing for a month is having a healthy breakfast. That's it. That's the only skill set that you have to worry about for a whole first month of coaching. Hmm. Okay, we get that nailed and the fallout's always glorious from that, then we, then we might go, okay, now we're gonna go all day. We're gonna try to do all day eating clean. Okay, that's our next skill that we're gonna try to accomplish. And you just stack little wins on top of little wins. It's, it's much like you know in investing or making money or starting a, a business. You don't really think you're gonna start a business and turn a profit in the first month or two or six months or sometimes even the first year. Um, but if you keep doing the little steps, then in, in time the snowball effect happens and it's like all of a sudden it's like really monumental. Um, for some people um, telling them, hey, go buy new deodorant, go buy new soap, go buy new laundry detergent, that's not a trigger. It's just like, okay, what 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 should I get? Just get this. Okay, cool. And next time they go to Target or Costco or wherever they shop, it's done. other people, they're like, married to like oh wait a second like I I really like these products are helping me I need them and so we have to take our time a little bit more with people like that um so it's I, I don't want to sound too everything has to be customized and everything's super personal but the behavior change model you really do have to meet people with what they're willing to do first and try to tackle the biggest things the biggest things
0: first diet and exercise a quick announcement from one of our sponsors, and then right back into this episode. This episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. You know, admittedly, as a biohacker, I was terrible at tracking. I didn't wear any sort of Whoop strap or Fitbit or Oura ring, and I did not—I hadn't had done blood work in a couple of years. And that's where I found Inside Tracker to be monumental. You see, I had no idea what my testosterone was at. I had no idea what my stress markers were or my brain health markers. And that's what inside tracker does. All you got to do is go and sign up, go to insidetracker.com forward slash optimal, and you can get 25% off all of the products that they offer. And what you do is they will tell you where you can go do a blood draw at a walk-in clinic somewhere. They do a blood draw, and then you send the blood in the lab does, and they get the results. And then you know, and then you know exactly what's going on. You, It's science-backed, it's optimized, and it combines your DNA. So you can link in like your DNA metrics and your fitness tracking in with your blood to get a really comprehensive idea of what's going on in your body. And inside tracker will also give you an inner age. An inner age will actually tell you what's going on inside of your body. How old are you on the inside? You may be 40 on the outside and 80 on the inside. Oh, I hope not. But this is incredible. We're talking about you can figure out what's going on with your liver, with your sugar, with your magnesium, your platelets, your creatine, your vitamins, your minerals. It's all right here in Inside Tracker. It is worth every single penny. So, again, go to insidetracker.com forward slash optimal and you can get 25% off every service that they provide. Okay, back to the episode. You know, it does have to be customized. It it, it, it does. And we're learning that now more than ever that the Western allopathic approach to, you know, diagnose and prescribe, it's just not working. It's just not working and it's making people sicker and it's, you know, we don't have to go down the dark world of coronavirus. (laughs) I've done, I've gone there before and (laughs) anyway, but. The, the, the key is, is that it is custom to you. And it's not just custom to you. It's custom to where you are in this moment. It's right. And it's custom to how much sleep you got and how much sleep you're getting and tendencies. And the specificity is, it's getting easier and easier for people to track you know, you can go, you can use uh inside tracker and get blood work done and understand which foods are going to be best for you. You can get some accountability there too. You can, you can wear a whoop strap or a Fitbit or an aura ring to like track your biometrics to say like, okay, well I, my sleep is terrible. So, but it, you can quantify just enough, not more than you need because who gives a shit if you got 12,000 steps today, like that's great, but if it's not part of like, a, it's not, if it's not a a part of a sort of a goal or an improvement process, then it's just, it's just, you know, pissing in the wind. But the fact is, is that we can, we now more than ever before can customize to ourselves. We can get the tests done. You can go get a DEXA scan. You can get blood work and stools and all that stuff tested. Just figure out where you are and then start to make incremental changes. And so like, I, I mean, I, it is custom and thank goodness because it, that That is the future of medicine, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think that somewhere, and it's funny, this is coming up a lot in our conversation, but in about 1945 to 1955 was the end of the golden era of allopathic medicine. So if you look back at those days, you had a family physician, and it was literally a family physician. You'd say, little Bobby's sick can you come over? And he would come to your house with a black bag and he would look at what he ate, what he's been doing, Mm. what he's into. And the first thing is, okay, let's have him eat these foods and try to get some extra recovery and sleep. And then um, let's see if that takes care of the situation. And, And then if things don't, you know, get better on their own, then we'll go to step two, which might be aspirin or might be a tea or might be, something a little bit more holistic and then if that doesn't work okay let me go into my bag of tricks and oh this this might be something more serious now we might have to do a surgery or we might have to do a corrective thing or we might have to use a medication um but it was last last resort um the the doctors were social service people not businessmen Mm. um and they were scientists and i don't believe there's I get in trouble for saying this because I'm in the science world and I have a lot of scientist friends. I don't believe there's any scientists anymore. I believe there's marketers. Um, and I feel the same way about uh, academia. There's no teachers anymore. There's, there's marketers. Um, and what I mean by that more specifically is back in the day, there was no money in doing research. It was purely for the fact of I'm so interested in seeing how this mechanism works that I'm going to pull it apart and show everyone the results of putting it back together, and maybe we can learn something from it. And that's kind of the basis of all science. And at some time, the meshing of big corporations and the pharmaceutical companies and the medical industry married and and are so deep in this place with each other now that we haven't evolved. Um, You know, if you break your arm or if you need a surgery, you know, like, that's where medicine to me is... Wow. Mind bogglingly beautiful. Um, but if you're, if you're sick or if you have an autoimmune issue, the last place I'd ever go to is see a doctor.
0: Totally. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It's there's, there's just paid. Yeah. Marketers paid researchers, right. You know, bought and paid for and sold down the river. And now it's because of the Google Panda updates, um, restrictions, uh, you're hosed. So you can't even find good information. You can't even find quality resources online. Even if you're using DuckDuckGo, you know, forget about trying to find useful health information on Google. It just—it's not. You cannot rely on Google anymore to find quality um, natural health. It's—it's it's literally bastardized. It's now. I mean, how many? I mean, I don't know if you, you or your traffic were affected by having the word natural health or holistic or integrated health on your, on your websites or in your YouTube. But, um, it, it, it's, it sounds tinfoil hat. but the fact is, is that there is shit going on that we don't really see. And that's why, um, that's why you're met with, um, ads for prescription drugs when you're looking for, you know, skin healing techniques.
1: 100%. When I first started, using the internet to try to figure out what the heck was going on with myself, pop onto YouTube, pop onto Google, especially YouTube, and, and look up uh, eczema diet. There, there wasn't one video. There's nothing. Hmm. Eczema coach, no such word. Like I was the first guy who branded myself as, okay, I'm coaching people in this. Now if you go onto YouTube and you just put in uh, eczema diet, you're going to see literally 500 people to 1,000 people who have – ebooks and call themselves coaches who Mm. aren't cured or healed from skin disease um, but they have seen that oh you can make money doing this and so that's what i i want to have a platform i want to be on youtube and there's nothing wrong with that but it is is um i tell people like there's nothing wrong with sharing your journey but once you turn into someone marketing something that you're not you're now you're my enemy. Um, and luckily I'm not one of those YouTube channels. I could spend all day, every day doing response videos and making videos about my industry. And I, I I don't want to do that, but part of me kind of wants to do that sometimes because it has gotten so disgusting.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, you know, if you're, if you know, if you know a little bit, uh, but you're a slick marketer, um, man, that's, that's a, that's a dangerous combination same thing with, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach too. And, you know, when you see you and I can sniff them out pretty quickly, but there's lots of people selling eBooks and online courses that have, that are really well marketed, that sound great, that are terrible from people that just have almost no experience in, uh, in coaching and actually helping people, you know, real people in real life. They just put together, they package something really nicely Yeah. I'm with you on that. That's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, I want to, I would love for you to define generalist for me. How do you, how do you think of that?
1: So I stole that term from, I don't know if you know who Edu Portal is. Um, he's, uh, for those who don't know, he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he calls himself a movement generalist and a generalist is just the opposite of basically like a specialist, like Western medicine, allopathic medicine, the medical industry, all is specialization. It's all of these specialized, very narrow scoped things that you are really great at. And it, it, it comes from sport and movement. So Idu Portal wants to be a w- decent at everything, hmm. handstands, boxing, sprinting, lizard crawling, floria, gymnastics rings, every single thing he can anything movement oriented, he's a generalist with, he can, he can really do it at a high level. Now, is he can he take things as far as people who specialize? No, um, but does being a generalist allow you for a greater knowledge bank and a deeper life experience? And for me, it, it kind of, I, I bought into that pretty hard. Um, and, and, and it works really well with being holistic, with helping people with their skin where if all that i ever studied if i was a keto specialist then all i know is what fats and what fats to give people and how to manipulate their macros and i, I wouldn't understand the psychology behind behavior change or the fact that if someone hangs from a bar all day it might help their gut health <laughs> it's like and those are the things that actually really matter so the definition of being specialized means that you have less knowledge about most things than other people, and it means you have more knowledge about one thing than other people. I don't have an I don't really have an interest in that. <laughs> I, I thought at certain times in my life that I did. I guess in my past life you could call me a specialist in baseball. <laughs> at one point, I wanted to be a specialist in producing music, but even limiting myself to just those things um, didn't would never have allowed me to be a well-rounded entrepreneur, business owner, coach, cultural, creative, content creator, just someone who I, I would like to be friends with. Um, and nothing's wrong with being a specialist. I want to back up, sure. but for me, that what really gets me off is like, hey, like I can go to um, I can go to some random studio and play drums and guitar and jam with people. I'm not that great, but I can, I can play some songs and jam. I've been in bands. But I never specialized in it. Or I can go hang out with my retired um, you know, dad who is in the Marines and was a lawyer for the US government for a crazy amount of times and hang out with his group of friends and, and talk politics and, and talk nuance of you know business structures and military. Um, you know, I, I just think that generalism is a term that just means you'd never spend all your life only doing one Hmm. thing and you, you, you kind of get adequate at something and then go get adequate at something else.
0: Yeah. I love that. And that, and that, that totally resonates with me and it takes courage to do that because once you're known as the X guy or gal, once you develop a reputation as, as a type of person who has this certain area of expertise, you cling pretty tightly to that. You know, I, 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 I was the float guy, you know, I, I, I started float centers in Seattle and, uh, and built really cool businesses that were really, really popular and, uh, reached a point where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm, 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 it's time to move on. It's time to, to move into coaching and and really focus on coaching and podcasting. And I'm doing it again, you know, building, building a, a wellness platform that's going to disrupt, uh, the, the medical uh, paradigm. And I like that. I dig that. It's interesting to me. Keeps me sharp. Keeps me motivated. Keeps me, keeps me on point. Um, I just have to go back. Uh, wh- did you say hang from a bar to improve, improve gut health? Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I couldn't circle back to that. Cause I threw that out there knowing kind of that people would yeah. be like, Ooh, okay. The generalist thing that, that, okay, whatever. So there's two, two things that humans can do. Again, this is something I stole from Ido Portal as well, give him full credit for this, for teaching me this, is um, as primates, and whatever, whatever you think we came from, a starship, or monkeys, or apes, or other primates, whatever, um, we have a lot in common with primates, for sure. And one thing that we've noticed is that we have lost the ability, no one hangs, no one just hangs from a bar. Put a kid on monkey bars, like a ten-year-old girl, and she will stay on those monkey bars just hanging there, way longer than bodybuilders. Yeah, I mean it's it's truthful, and it's a it's a skill set that does a couple things. When you hang, it drastically affects your central nervous system. So the direct correlation to your you know CNS is your hand strength and your hands. So when an athlete's overtraining, the easy way to figure it out is they okay, go get good, put his um, you know five rep max on a deadlift and. Have them just hold it, and it'll drop out of their hands like that. Hmm. And when you're CNS, and when you're when you're not overtrained, you just hold that sucker no problem. So, when you hang, it elongates the spine. It also brings your shoulders back into position where they need to be. Mm-hmm. It also creates a closed circuit connective chain with your central nervous system and your hands. Um, and so it's it's firing all of these different things that it, it, and then you combine that with the Thai squat or the deep squat, you know, just resting in a squat position, which most people can't even do. Which, ten years ago, I couldn't, no chance, put my heels on the ground and squat like a tribal person or like I had uh, one of my best friends growing up was Filipino, and like I would look in the backyard and his family would be hanging around the fireplace, squatting the position, you know, with yeah. both heels on the ground, just chilling, eating their food, enjoying each other, and I always like dude, that's so cool. I just can't do it. I don't have these big Scandinavian knees and I just, it doesn't work. But it actually at an early age, I'd already lost the ability Hmm. to to squat because sitting in chairs and over you. So as you start to regain natural things like an elongated spine and uh, a nice posture and the right pelvic floor tilt and the ability to pull your blood and then release your blood in a squat position, every Thing affects everything else it's like when you're you know when you're pulling on the bottom of your shirt this is moving right here <laughs> like i can feel it um, and, and so as your spine gets better as your posture gets better as your pelvic floor health improves as your knees improve as your ankles open up that's drastically affecting your digestion drastically <laughs> so something that i have every client do is hang um, awesome. or at first, first we start with a, you know, we got to do the tie squat every day. And if you have to start by hanging on to something so you don't fall over perfectly fine, we'll work our way to being able to comfortably tie squat in probably 90 days or less for almost everybody. Um, and it's a really neat thing to see someone who like where I was at where you can't, you can't do it. And then you're able to really relax and just sit there and do it. It's kind of like, oh, man, the body's very malleable. And it has a really powerful re-recognizing what it's supposed to be when you give it the right stimuli. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, I mean, in a roundabout way, that's what I meant. Like by hanging, you can actually improve your digestion.
0: That's awesome. What other what other sort of tricks do you have? I, I, I imagine that you're an encyclopedia for this kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe to keep it on – I mean, obviously, digestion is is tied to the skin, but you know, what other sorts of techniques, hidden gems, hacks are there for? And I hack is such a loaded term because some people are like, no, you can't hack your sleep because that that there's no you can't. And I and I get it, I get the nuance, and and some people have a negative connotation for like you know. But what I just mean is like things that are maybe a little bit unconventional that work really well that will will help a whole bunch of different things quickly
1: resistance training and the right amount of fat in your diet i found have been uh no sh- nothing short of um <laughs> drugs like i'm 41 years old and i'm in the best shape of my life and i don't I don't consider myself to be someone, I'm not a gym rat. I don't like bodybuilding. I mean, I think the art of bodybuilding is rad. I don't want to look like that. But with some basic, basic, big compound lifts and resistance training, which every human should be doing, combined with some certain nutrients that you kind of pump a little bit more than others, for me, that's why I take the egg yolks every day. Um, I took my testosterone from a... (laughs) At the end of my vegan life, it was around 210, which is clinically bad for a 90-year-old. Hmm. Now I walk around with it. It will pump into the 1,000 once in a while. It's like in the Jeez. 980s, nine ninety, which is pretty crazy. And I've never taken I've never taken anabolic steroids or GH or anything like that. Um, I don't supplement at all. But for me, if you give your body the hormonal precursors, and vitamin D from the sun is a huge hormonal precursor nutrient, um the right amount of saturated fat, the right amount of complete proteins, and the right amount of cholesterol mixed with kind of intelligent, big compound lifts. To me, that's like, if you want to affect your nervous system, your immune system, your sleep, and the way you look more than anything, You could, if you just did that, you'd make huge, huge progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking for men, for women, everybody. Um, it's hard to duplicate um, even in nature, what you can do in the gym.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Progressive overload, um, volume of training, specific exercises. Um, and I, I also think it's really fun not to get too much into a, um, aesthetic conversation, but I think men, you know, and women, you can manipulate your aesthetics however you want them to be. If you're someone who's more square built and you want that V taper okay well with the right amount of fat and the right amount of cholesterol and the right amount of calories and maybe some intermittent fasting and the right compound lifts you can create a optical illusion of a big back and shoulders and a smaller waist hmm. your waist didn't change at all but now you look like you have a tiny waist and big shoulders hmm. and to me that's fun like hey guess what people we can you can also look however the heck you want by just hitting the gym 3 times a week you know yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, this one is, a, again, I'm going to sound like a grandpa here, but my biohack for sleep is don't sleep. <laughs> <Meaning> <laughs> what? People are like, Oh, well I didn't sleep last night. And so I'm just going to kind of like try to take some naps throughout the day. And like, I'm like, I can only fall asleep when I, when like nine o'clock hits and it's like, well, it's cause your body finally got off the caffeine and finally was unstimulated from the TV at nine o'clock. And so now your cortisone crashes and, and your insulin sensitivity is spiking. So you're going you're gonna to pass out. Don't, don't pass out. Like instead, do what Navy SEALs do. Do what farmers do. Go all day, more than you've ever gone in your life, mm. without a break, nonstop, thinking hard, working hard, working out hard physically, engaging more in life than you ever have. And I guarantee in less than a week, you will sleep like a freaking baby. Your body will have no choice. You'll be begging for that pillow at, by the end of the night. But <laughs> you bring in more television, you bring in more sitting on a couch, you bring in more video games and more phone time, then that, that hack disintegrates quickly. Um, so for me, I sleep good because I try to engage in life like balls to the wall. Like if I'm going to be with my family, I'm all in and I'm not on mm-hmm. my phone and I'm not not vlogging and I'm not worried about work I'm all in and when I'm working my family doesn't exist my friends don't exist I'm all in and when I'm working out it's kind of like the power of now Eckhart Tolle type of stuff where I'm just trying to understand that there's no such thing as anxiety in the moment the anxiety is when you're when you get out of the moment that you're in and you're you're either projecting into the future and it's scaring the shit out of you or you're reliving old traumas that aren't happening in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can escape a lot of that just by being focused on what you're doing. And that doesn't mean you have to work, you know, Gary V just work more, work more, work more. No, just find things that are actually interesting to you that you can do and engage in them on a deeper level. Um, Those are honestly, those are like my two big ones (laughs) uh, and they work really good for me.
0: That's excellent. I love that. Just push hard, push really hard, be really present do more than do more than you think you can do. And then do a little more than that. Your body will sleep. You'll, you'll, you'll get, you'll be tired. You'll, you'll be ready.
1: And and when the time comes, you will actually be able to go to that spot on the beach and chill for the day because it, it will actually be needed and your body will tell you, and you'll be able to be in that moment where you're just like feeling calm and feeling serene and glad to have like a recovery day. And, (laughs) then it gives you the energy to kind of get back to it um i don't know i i have the motto of for me i've just found a lot of freedom and checking the things off my list that have to get done and i find that depression and anxiety all lives in the place if i'm bored to me i don't understand that anymore like how can how can a human be bored being bored And I don't want to sound judgy, but for myself personally, if I'm bored, it means I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm bored with this. I'm bored with these people. I'm bored. I'm bored today. Okay. Well, I have a list of shit that needs to get done. (laughs) Start knocking things out and you might not really enjoy it, but you won't be bored.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's things for you to do. You know, there's, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's definitely things you can be doing all of us everybody listening right now is like yeah there are, there are some things that i could do
1: <laughs> i can and i'm and i just to kind of clarify things i don't mean stay busy working constantly and ignore everything else in life i just mean spend as little time sitting in front of computers and on the in front of the tv as possible like you're going to die someday and you're not going to look back and be like damn i wish i would have watched season 3 of my ends damn it <laughs> you know you're gonna be like I should have started that ranch or I should have asked that girl out or I should have told my parents this or I should have helped my sister you know build that fence because that was the last time I ever saw her like that's the stuff that matters so like it, engage in that and it's and it's a lot more fun it's just a lot more real too it's kind of cheesy but it's more real
0: yeah and in order to get to that place where you are prioritizing the things in your life that really deserve your attention you have to take a look at it. You have to find some tool, you know, obviously finding a coach is a really great idea. Read, read, you know, um, the war of art, you know, um, don't eat for a day, you know, go, go volunteer, do these sorts of things that will sort of like, you know, eat, eat some mushrooms, go walk in the forest, you know, do these things, that perturb your consciousness, that shift up your everyday, so that you can be like, oh, wait, okay, now I remember what's important to me. Now I remember what I needed to focus on. I just, it's, it's enriching, you know. I think so many folks, to your earlier point, get stuck in the well, but I gotta, you know, I gotta work, and you know, I gotta work forty or fifty hours a week to pay for childcare and, 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 and child care's this much. And then when I get home, like all I'm doing is kind of putting my kids to bed and you know, I feel detached and it's like, well, what's important to you? What do you, what do you want from your life? What do you really value more than anything else? And, and, and optimize for that stuff because you're in charge. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it for you.
1: Right. You're in charge for sure. And I, I think it's, the way life is set up is it is challenging. Life is expensive and it's, it's scary. Um, you know, I can, I can remember working for other people, making other people money on a daily basis. And you, when you do that, you, you know, that (laughs) this doesn't feel right. At least for me, I'm not, I'm just not the type of person that's built to be able to, to sit at a desk at a certain time every day and be told this is what to do. And if you get this done, you're not going to be rewarded. You just have to do more until five o'clock hits. And then you can then you can go that literally I'd rather be jobless, homeless and figure out a way to to scrimmage trash and, and figure out a way to do it that, you know, I'd rather do that than than be stuck kind of in the rat race. But even even with that said, I know plenty of people, my brother in law and my sister, um, both have more of a tradition. My sister is entrepreneur, um, works for herself, but my brother-in-law is a school teacher. But you know what? Like he has his nine to five, and it's something that he's passionate about, and he loves it. And then outside of it, he he does as much stuff as he possibly can. And I think you, whatever your situation is, um, if you're feeling shitty about it, you can change. And that's what I think is. Yeah. Every moment that goes by is another moment. And I'm stealing this from Fight Club. Every second that goes by is another second to turn the whole damn thing around. And that's what I think is beautiful about being a human is you can fulfill your dreams and it can be scary, but that's the whole point. Like do the scary thing. Try to make your dreams come true. Yeah. If not, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Well, and and if you, if you're in this paradigm where you, you know, you're working towards something and you've got to do the nine to five, like do the nine to five, but then don't, But then when you get home, focus on the things that you love, you know, um, you know, um, at night, write poetry at night, um, trade Bitcoin at night, exercise at night. That's, I mean, that your mission and your purpose don't need to be tied to your job. That's very few people. And I think you and I are probably, um, well, I know we're grateful and I know that we both work our asses off to do what we do. But most folks maybe don't have that direct alignment with their, the way that they make their money is also their life's mission and also fills them with purpose. And that's okay. That's fine. That's, it's a unique experience. Everyone could potentially go toward that and work toward that. But if, if that's not your reality, that's fine. But then when you're not working, be seeking other things that do fill you up, that that nourish you, that make that that are of value and of service to the world. And be a better, you know, be a better parent. Be the best you. I mean, this is turning into very, a very uh very hip hip hooray, you know, or Kumbayan here at the end, but it's it's all true, man. It's all true. It
1: it is. I, and I think we're both passionate about it because I've been on the other side. You know, I've been in that place where uh, I've literally felt like whoa, I'm going to have to do this forever. Cause I didn't, you know, I was like an uneducated person when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like I, I didn't get that any person can start any business they want anytime. I mean, even if you have no money, you can start businesses like, boom, I didn't realize that. Like in my mid twenties, I didn't realize that even though I'd have friends that were like, that owned a carpet cleaning business. And I was like, it must've been magic or they must have rich parents. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's just, it's not, it's everything's available to us and you just got to really find, you know, you just find what works for you. And if a nine to five is your jam, then rock it out and be great at it. And if it's not, then just stop doing it, do something
0: else. Yeah. Be great at it. Yeah. Well, this is, this is phenomenal. Um, you know, there, there's, there's so much more that we could get into. You know, I, I really I like your style, Rob. I like your delivery. I like your vibe. You know, I want to go hiking in Mount Shasta looking for looking for aliens with you one day? Um, for sure. <laughs> uh, um, the the we'll have to do this again. I'd, I'd like to circle back around and go a little bit deeper on this stuff. Um, but before we kind of close out, tell people where they can find you on the internet.
1: Yeah, so on Instagram, my handle is Stuart Rob Stewart. Again, it's spelled S T U A R T um on the YouTube it's just Rob Stewart and then my website's holistichealthactivation.com. and my website is really strictly for people who are looking for coaching there on the website is uh, my ebook the three phases workbook which is kind of a step-by-step guide for customizing your diet and your lifestyle and your cleansing so that you can heal autoimmune diseases and skin health issues um, but I put most of my you know time and effort into the Instagram and YouTube content and interacting with people there. And yeah, that's, that's where I can be, I can be found on the interwebs.
0: Nice. Uh, now is my last question, which is a fill in the blank question, uh, specifically designed to keep you off guard. So this can be based on anything. And we, you know, obviously your, your breadth of knowledge is, is, is wide, which I totally dig. So the, the, you can elaborate as much or as little as you want, but please fill in the blank everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: Wow. Everyone would benefit from knowing that in life, um, your reality is created by your own perspective and that if you want to do something or if you want to be someone, uh, give it a try, you might not like what you see, but then move on and try something else. And it's all about trying things, being honest. And, um, I'm trying not to get to Tony Robbins here, but it just is my flow today. I guess Um, that's, that's probably it, man. Your life is a beautiful thing and you're going to die someday. So make it memorable for everybody involved and loving. Yeah, right on
0: Rob Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today on the optimal performance podcast.
1: Sean, thanks for having me, but I'll come on anytime you want to chat, bro.
0: And scene. That was awesome.
1: Thanks, man. You do a really good job interviewing. Appreciate it.